0: Helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and award-winning psychotherapist. Hi, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today we have another interesting show lined up for you. This is your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services. And with me in studio today is...
1: Melissa Wagon.
0: Welcome, Melissa. today's show is a very uh, important topic that we will be discussing. Today's show is about something that is more adverse for, for your health than the effect of smoking 10 cigarettes a day. It's more harmful than obesity and consuming alcohol. But yet it is something that our doctors never tell us about. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, in uh, very excited about telling people what this is so that we can help people to avoid this dreadful thing and have better health, better quality of relationships and uh, better spiritual life as well.
1: Yeah, I'm really excited to delve into this topic because it's something that, as you described, there has some pretty disastrous health effects for us, right. but it is something we really do probably don't consider it to be that bad. Right. Or it's something that we don't even really talk about. It's not like your doctor will give you a prescription for this right. as something to avoid necessarily. Yes.
0: As a matter of fact, some people might actually see it as a good thing and uh, uh, seek it out. But these new studies are showing that the effect on health is devastating. So enough of the suspense. I was going to say so we're keeping let's, people... Let's, so let's what get are we right talking down to the topic today? And, and tell people what we are talking about. Well, it's not what you think. What we are talking about today is loneliness. There are new studies that are coming out that is showing that loneliness has devastating effect on your health and uh, is more harmful than obesity, more harmful than smoking uh, 10 cigarettes a day, and more harmful than consuming alcohol. And we'll get more into those uh, statistics later on and those studies later on. But I think this lines up with what the Bible tells us in Genesis 2.18, because in that passage, uh God says after creating Adam, he said, it is not good for man to be alone. And I think that word alone is saying that God looked at Adam. He observed Adam as a, a, a person who is isolated and alone, and he became concerned, and in his ultimate wisdom and omniscience, he said, it is not good for man to be alone. So we shouldn't be surprised if these studies are bearing that up, because God's word is always... a Uh, it's a little ahead of its time (laughs) right more current than psychology yeah
1: and that's what we so love about the show is picking those things about the bible that literally from the beginning of time have been laid out there that are kind of becoming new and on trend and being discovered in a lot of research studies that we'll describe today and governments are taking note of this too the uk government just made a ministry of loneliness to tackle this issue yes and so i think to paint the picture, it's of this is probably important for us to understand what we're talking about overall. So I'm wondering if you can describe for us the difference between loneliness Mm -hmm. and social isolation.
0: Right. That's a very important distinction, Melissa, because you can be lonely in a crowd. You can be part of the biggest group that there is. You can have lots of family members and still suffer from feelings of loneliness. So loneliness is this feeling that you are disconnected. You are not connected. You can be in a marriage and be lonely. And that's what next week's show is going to be about. Next week's show, we're going to be talking about loneliness in marriage and what to do about it. But loneliness can happen even within relationships. You can work in a, in a big workplace and you have lots of people around you and still be lonely. So there is that. And then there is this form of loneliness, which is, which is isolation, social isolation. And this is where, uh, people are cut off from social contacts. They are, they are physically alone so there are those two types of loneliness a loneliness in which it's it's a disconnection a feeling of being disconnected but then there is the physical loneliness in which people are literally uh not making contact they they live alone or they 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 work in isolation and they're not make they're not connected with others
1: so how prevalent is loneliness
0: one study showed that there there are about thirty five to forty five percent of of adults uh age forty five and older describe themselves as being lonely. In another survey that, that was done in twenty sixteen, the Harris poll said that in the US uh that they surveyed over two thousand people and they found that seventy two percent said that they, they, they felt lonely at least they felt lonely at least once a week lonely at times and a, a third reported that they were lonely at they, they suffered from loneliness at least once a week so this is quite a significant amount of people that is reporting feelings of loneliness, and this is quite ironic because we are living in a world where there is more and more connection. People are more connected than than ever through social media, and there are still uh, there is this growing epidemic of of loneliness. So it's it's ironic that you can have uh, two thousand Facebook friends and have so thousands of followers on. On, on Twitter and still be lonely.
1: And I think that speaks to some of the things we'll talk about is just how society has it's changed over time, has really changed how we connect or don't connect with people in some ways. Yes. And so, off the top, you described some pretty significant ramifications of mm-hmm. having lonely or feeling lonely um, and experiencing loneliness. What other research? has been done that describes the wider effects of loneliness um, on our body is, and our This research is health.
0: fascinating and it's a growing uh, field of research that has come into light where they're looking at the, the results and uh, and uh, the, the researchers are shaking their head just going, this is very serious issue that we're we're dealing with here. So in the beginning of the show, when we said that the effect of it is more devastating than smoking uh, 10 cigarettes a day, we're not just saying this from the top of our, our head. We're not making this up. But there's a growing body of research that is bearing out these facts. As a matter of fact, there was one a meta-analysis study that was done that looked at over 300,000 people. And what they found was, was that there is a higher for, for people with higher social interaction, the risk of early death was decreased by fifty percent. So in other words, if you if you are not suffering from loneliness, if you are well connected, if you have good social connections, then your risk of dying is as decreased prematurely is decreased by fifty. Percent. The second, uh, the second study done looked at over uh, three point four million people from over seventy different studies, and they concluded that for people who are lonely, there there's a greater impact of dying from loneliness than from obesity, and one study. Uh, we use the 10 cigarettes as an example, but one study actually found that loneliness is, a, is the equivalent of smoking 15 cigarettes a day. So it's really very uh, shocking and, and, and the study is really very shocking and frightening because there are many people uh, listening to my voice today who are so health conscious. They are jogging, they are going for their... There are checkups, you know, they're trying to eat healthily, but they're disconnected. They're lonely. They, they have no social connection. And so the, the, the the, lone, the, the loneliness that is coming into their life is, is undoing a lot of those other health benefits that they're trying to put in place.
1: Are there any other health effects that are seen when someone's experiencing loneliness?
0: Yes. yeah. One, one, stud, one uh, study that was published uh, in psychological journals actually said that uh, people who are lonely had greater gr- loneliness is linked to Alzheimer, for example, and, and uh, reduce survival for breast cancer. So this is our serious. We're 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 talking about very serious issues here.
1: the The picture of painting is sounding rather very, dire.
0: Very dire picture. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: so to that end, we we promise we will talk a little bit or a lot a bit about how to overcome loneliness if you're experiencing it. But I'm, before we get into that, I'm wondering how does it affect people overall? Do we see it affect certain? age groups more than others in the research that's been done? Is there certain demographic differences that we see
0: yes.
1: that can maybe indicate to us someone who may be more at risk than someone else?
0: That's a, that's a very good good question, Melissa. And the, the results from the studies for that is very shocking as well, because when we talk about loneliness, we might be thinking about people who are retired and people, you know, who you know, have retired from work and they're not connected as before. And so they've hit that age where the children has moved out and they're lonely. But that's not what the studies are showing. The studies are showing that the age group that is most affected by loneliness is the age 18 to 34 age group.
1: I'm nodding my head in a bit of reluctance because I fall within this range for people who don't know my age out there. And it surprises me a lot. Yes. But at the same time, when I think about how some of my peers and things spend their time, there's an element of understanding within this. And it, For me, I want to jump to that technology bit and yes. how we connect. Is that sort of what the, mm-hmm. yes, the studies think, are I saying? Think, I
0: think that's a big part of it, right? And this is a very current study that was done in 2010 by the Mental Health Foundation. And what this survey... Uh, looked at when they looked at the study and they said that's the age group that's more lonely. That's also the most connected age group, uh, in terms of social media. They have more, more social media friends. They, they have more followers on Twitter and, and more likes on Facebook, but yet they're the most lonely. And it makes sense because I think social media is creating Creating this counterfeit connection that makes people feel that they, they're not lonely. But in fact they're they they are not getting the connection, the human connection that that is needed to make us healthy. They're speaking online but they don't really know anything. So you might get uh two hundred people wishing you a happy birthday uh, on Facebook, but you haven't spoken to any of those people in the last ten years. I was amazed how many people wish me happy birthday on Facebook uh My last birthday. And I'm looking through the list and I'm going, these people, I haven't seen them since high school.
1: You can make a funny trick and change your birthday and see who still says happy (laughs) birthday. Then you'll really know who knows you well or not. Yeah.
0: So we have all of these people wishing us happy birthday and we're telling all of these people what we're doing in our lives and with our family. But we don't really know these people. These are not people that we can go to if we if we are going through a challenge and say "You know what i have a I have a bad day today, you know can you pray for me or you know I'm going through this and you sit and you have a coffee and you talk about it. These people are not available, so that age group that is the most connected is 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 the is the most lonely age group. And I guess one of the the thing that is driving this is texting. Because no one takes up the phone anymore and hear a human voice where in this age group where you talk to, to, to people. As a matter of fact, there are married couples in that age group that lives in the same house that is texting each other. The kind of things I hear in, in my in my practice when uh couples come in and the wife usually will say, I feel so lonely, I feel disconnected from my husband. And they are texting, they're in the same house and one is in the basement and one is in the second floor bedroom and they're they're communicating by text. And so there's no surprise that that age group is so lonely.
1: If you've just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Show. Today we're talking about loneliness. If you've missed the first half of today's show, we encourage you to listen to it on our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can always call us for a copy of today's show at one And we'd be happy to shoot you off a copy of today's show.
0: Yes. And I'd also like to remind the listeners that ELIM is a professional counseling organization. So if you have listened to this show or any other show, and you realize that you're you're in need of counseling help, then give us a call. We will be able to to help you we have trained psychotherapists on staff that can help you with whatever needs you are going through and uh, we now have a program that is going is going on uh in february and march whereby we are able to offer counseling to people who are in the low income group so if you are listening to this show and you think i am on odsp or i've just lost my job and i cannot afford counseling you will be surprised give us a call and we will we will be able to help you so don't let the finances stand in your way and i would like to say that uh, donations is part of what make us make it possible for us to help people who are in need of their help so if you have been helped by this show if you have benefited from the counseling services that we we offer then uh, please consider making uh, a donation to us. Uh, you can find out more about how to do that by going to our website at elimcounselingministry dot com. Elim is spelled E L I M counseling with two L's ministry dot com. Or you can call us at the number that Melissa gave uh, earlier one eight seven seven five four four three five four six.
1: So, Michael, we're just describing those situations where. This age group of the 18 to 34 um, by recent surveys showed that they are more lonely than people over 55. We were describing some rationale for why that may be. And one of the things I wanted to pick up on was our discussion of social media, because sometimes I feel like when we bring up the social media or the texting, people kind of do the eye roll to that. But I think there was something that I read recently that really painted the picture for me that. It's not necessarily the social media or the texting, per se, that's bad. It's how we're using it. It's when we're using the social media as the destination and we just stop there instead of the tool to build connection, instead of saying, let's meet up and have that human to human connection and you have that Facebook invite doing that for you or that Twitter invite. It's when we just land there and don't move from those devices. And that's the only way we're communicating Mm -hmm. with each other is in these blips of Yes. Throughout the day, where you're not building that authentic relationship. And what I'm hearing from you through this, much like when you said you can be in a room of people and still feel alone, it's the quality of the relationships that's important, not the number of the people around you. It's that authentic relationship and not having that, that's actually making you lonely.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I think uh, Facebook uh, and other social media can be an excellent tool for finding real friends, for making real connections. But I think, as you said, Melissa, how these tools are being used. In, in, In one book that's called Alone Together, I forget who the author is, but in that book, The author went on to talk about how even uh, social media is replacing uh, spiritual connection, like people are confessing their sins in chat groups online. And the the response that they're getting back is not helpful at all. Many people are ridiculed. Many people are made to feel awful based on comments that they're getting back. So social media has become this kind of dumping ground for uh, emotions of guilt and shame that people carry. And this is unfortunate because the Bible tells us that we must confess our faults one to another that we may be healed. And the healing does not come by uh, by speaking to strangers that you you hardly know online who is going to put you down and say things that are unkind. So I, I think there is need for real connections, and and social media can facilitate that. But social media is, is in itself is will not replace that loneliness.
1: So to that end, in terms of replacing that loneliness and beginning to get help, um, we talked a lot about some of the effects with this um, and the age discrepancy. Yes. Are there different effects seen on the young?
0: Yes. In in studies that are done uh, in, in that age group that we talked about, the 18 to 34 age group, what they found is that for young adults, the effect of loneliness manifests itself in poor sleep quality. A lot of uh, young people are having difficulties sleeping or, or difficulties concentrating. Uh, it's been linked. These these symptoms are being linked to to loneliness. That's the studies are, are showing that. And so it does make sense because uh, I think we're we're wired for a connection, and there is there is safety in in numbers, when we are around others, we feel safe. We feel we we, we are able to, to to go to sleep and feel and feel a sense of security. But many people in this age group they're alone. They're not yet married, or they're away studying at college, and they don't have this sense that there are others around them who genuinely uh, care about their well-being. So it's not surprising that these people will not be sleeping as as restful as others who are in, in in close-knit families.
1: So if we're experiencing loneliness and someone's out there identifying with some of the things we've talked about today, how can you go about getting help? Because as we talked about, it's probably not as simple as just going to a crowd.
0: Right. <laughs> that's yes. not
1: going to fix fix yes. your feelings of loneliness. Yes. So what I, can people do?
0: And that's an important uh, point there, Melissa, that you said. It's not just as important as going into a crowd, but it's also not as, as easy as uh, as you think, it's not as easy as going into a crowd, and it's not as easy as you think to just say, "Okay, I'm lonely now. I'm going to do something about it." Because uh, research has also shown that people who have been lonely for a while, and 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 go through, uh, have been in social isolation. Not people who are lonely in a crowd, but people who have been experiencing social Isolation. There is a there are chemical changes that take place within the brain that make these people see human faces as more threatening. So these people are are tend to be more uh, adverse uh, towards human connection, and they will make uh, rational arguments as to why they will say I don't trust people, or you know I, I am better off being alone. I am okay by myself, but nevertheless they are being affected by loneliness. So if you're listening to, to this show and you're going, yes, that sounds like me. I am socially isolated or, or I'm in a crowd and I'm lonely. And I want to do something about it. The first step might not be as easy as you think. There might be reasons why you can't do that. There are other people who have suffered psychological hurt at the hands of others. They have been betrayed and they have been hurt by people. And as a way of of protecting themselves, they have withdrawn. But these negative effects that we have talked about in the show uh, will be experienced by these individuals. So it's important to get the help to, to get out of that state of loneliness, to overcome the hurt, or to rewire your brain so that you can begin to feel comfortable around. Humans again.
1: So, what
0: kind of help should they be seeking? I think it it's in terms of counseling help. I think uh, having a good therapist who understands how to do cognitive reconstruction would be very helpful for someone who have been isolated for a long time and is now hearing this show and saying, "I need to, I need to 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 remedy this situation because I never understood that this was so devastating to my health," and and so it's it's important to get to get a good counselor who can help you with that. I think it, it's also important to just begin to acknowledge your feelings, to say, I am lonely. Because some of the, the studies are, are said that loneliness is like hunger. When you start feeling these feelings of loneliness, it's it's your body's way of telling you that you're craving for a connection with someone, And so don't ignore that craving, do something about it. The King James Version of the Bible in, in Proverbs 18, verse 24, tells us that if a man has friends, he must show himself friendly. And so one of the things you can do about it, if you're listening to this show and you're thinking, yes, I am isolated. Yes, I ha- I don't have those contacts. That verse is telling us that if, if you are going to have friends, you must show yourself friendly. And I think the tendency is sometimes to sit and say, no one invite me anywhere, or, you know, I I see yeah, I'm not part of a group, but how about if you invite people over? How about if you take this step? And as I said, I realize that it's not as simple as that in many cases, but there are people who, are, who can make those steps where they can say, well, yeah, I'm going to change up my lifestyle a bit. Instead of being a loner, I'm going to try to connect with at least one person every two weeks, invite someone out for a coffee or or host a dinner. I think another great way to get over loneliness for people in, in the over-65 age group who has retired and has no feel, no they have no purpose in life anymore, or they, they have a purpose but they're still lonely and disconnected because the kids are, are they don't see the kids as often as before. A great way of Chipping away at that loneliness is to volunteer, to 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 find purpose in an organization that you believe in, and 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 find uh, find a way that you can contribute to that organization. Because many people who are retired have fantastic skills they that that are dormant and could be used by organizations.
1: Thinking, speaking about organizations, the other thing I'm thinking about is we speak to a lot of people who attend a lot of churches, yes. and are in a lot of groups? What can we be doing as a church family and a church community to reach out to
0: people who are lonely? That is such an important uh, question, Melissa, because I think as a church, we, we need to be the, the hands of Christ extended, and we see Jesus in the New Testament going after people on the fringes of society, the outcasts, the sinners, the prostitutes, and reaching out to these people. And I think it's a shame that in many of our Christian churches, we do not seek out the people on the fringe of our churches. And these people on the fringe of our churches are people I'm talking about are people who are not well-connected. They are not part of any small group study. They're immigrants, and they they, they, they don't know anyone. They've visited your church for a few times, but they don't have any family here. Or they might have family in Canada. They might not be immigrant. They might have moved to Ottawa, but their relatives are in another province. I think as a church, we need to do a, a, a lot better in connecting with those people on the fringes because by so doing, we can help to uh, alleviate much of the suffering that is is being caused by loneliness. And and so I, I have a few more points I'd like to share here about overcoming loneliness, but I think I'd like to quickly say that if you are listening to this show and you see yourself in, in that situation where you're lonely, don't wait for these effects to start taking place. Get help, do something about it, give us a call if you'd like to speak with me personally about about this, to get more tips on what to do, you can give me a call at six one sorry at sorry one eight seven seven five four four three five four six, and I will be happy to help
1: so any last thoughts, Michael, before we close out today's show?
0: I think it it's important for us to understand that this show wasn't designed to make any persons feel hopeless or to 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 make anyone feel guilty. I think in a sense. We we all need connection and at times there are, there are genuine things that have come into our lives that make us predisposed to, to being alone. So I understand that in some cases you're gonna be needing help to to overcome this feeling of loneliness. So we're out of time for today. And as I said, you can give us a call at, at our one eight seven seven five four four three five four six number, or you can go to our website at Elam Counseling Ministry counselingwith 2 and remember that next week we'll be talking about loneliness in relationships in marriage in particular so if you have heard this show and you are in a marriage that in which you feel lonely be sure to tune in next week. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services and
1: Melissa Waggett,
0: praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.